This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Off the Rack. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a special episode. We are only going to be talking about a movie, which, of course, is not our usual fare. No. Normally, we talk about the latest and greatest comic books that came out the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give recommendations for comics that are coming out this week. But this week, uh, actually this weekend, The Suicide Squad from James Gunn and we, Warner Brothers that, came out. That happened. That happened, and we watched mm-hmm. it. And now we're going to talk about it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we I can't wait. We watched it. You can't unwatch it. That's right. Stay tuned for more of The Suicide Squad. Uh, The Suicide Squad, of course, uh, long time coming. Uh, I think it took five years for DC to reboot The Suicide Squad. Soft reboot. A couple of casts returned, or cast members returned. Um, but uh, is but this yeah, actually a soft reboot. It more or less is, yeah, so absolutely. It's I technically thought, a sequel. I think I thought it was just a sequel. Well, you know, like nobody wants to think about that movie because it was really bad, and it did very poorly. And it's kind of a mess. So yes. let, let's just not. But, okay. Let's just not. Sure. Uh, but thankfully, you know what? The, the fact is, and I love this. It's like, you know what? A good cast deserves a second shot. And a good cast doesn't shouldn't be punished just because the last one didn't work out. And it didn't work out for a number of reasons. I guess I'll talk a little bit about that really quick. I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on Suicide Squad. The first 2016. You know, at the time it was fun. Yeah. But it's i have not gone back to ever watch it mm-hmm. i've watched a few scenes from it uh in my past like i i still enjoy the dead shot scene when he plays with all the guns yes uh that's kind of it yeah like it's a, an entirely forgettable movie yeah except for the things that are like like know. they they well they're deliberately burned into your brain right because that's the, the because it's, the an, it's to... a negative reason that you remember it right like um, the goo monsters and whatnot yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and some other things too, but like like Diablo turning into a monster. I kind of, you know, what that that, like, that was okay, but the big monster he fights looks basically like Steppenwolf. And it's, it's like, really what silly. are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I liked his arc kind of. Um, yeah, but it was like fine. I comparatively that like that Night movie doesn't like even exist to me anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's what what DC Warner Brothers is counting on. Uh, so yeah, the Suicide Squad. Uh, if, if you're thinking about streaming it, I'd say definitely watch it just to be part of the conversation. But also, mm-hmm. uh, I dug it. I, I genuinely dug it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I it's funny. It's one of those things where, you know, we're kind of trained at this point to watch these movies and these shows to kind of see what they're teasing, what the next thing is. Yeah. And it's not that. This is not what that is. And it's actually kind of a better example of what I've wanted from the DC cinematic universe for a while, which is them making these kind of like movies that are especially catered to the characters that implies a larger world and maybe even hints at them, you know, in a kind of comic booky fashion, but is its own story. So mm-hmm. that when you get to the big team movie or the big universe exploring saga, it's, it's exciting and special and it feels fresh. Right. As opposed to it being like, well, we basically saw that, broken up into six different movies Mm -hmm. and that's kind of this movie is just it's it's amazing how this movie definitely could never have existed before all of the before Before everything everything. yeah right like everything that marvel's done everything that happened with james gunn everything that happened with dc everything that dc every decisions dc's made we're in a place where i think you know in every in both studios if we're doing comparisons of apples and oranges marvel and dc 
their studios are like they, they have their own approaches and David Ayer was really screwed out of a suicide squad movie because he made one that was very specifically catered towards his own sensibilities and his own kind of ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I don't like it. I don't think I would have ever liked it. Right. No matter what, no matter what version I would have seen, mm-hmm. but at least I could say with confidence that the one that we never saw would have been the David Ayer version it would have been his movie. Mm-hmm. I could, I could not like it on the merits or demerits of him making his own movie, but that's not what we got. We got this like mess because the studio is like, Oh, it's gotta be that. It's just all reaction. And this movie is also a reaction, but in the total opposite direction. Yeah. Because this, uh, I felt virtually no studio interference. No, I in I agree. I agree with that. It felt like Gunn was completely at the helm. Right. Um, like as though they're just like, I, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Just, well, like, I don't want to hear it. So which just is, make it. Which is dangerous. It is dangerous. Because it's like, now they'll be like, now do that. And it's like, not everyone can do that. You can't you know, just the, let the them go. The lesson here is let the creative do what the creative is going to do. Exactly. Just hire the people then who you think will little shepherd or, or what you're looking for. Give Don't you try to for. take a name and then make them do something that's not what they're known for. Exactly. Like this, I, a lot of people, I think, and myself included, were expecting this to feel like Guardians of the Galaxy. And it doesn't. Instead, this feels like a James Gunn movie. I don't know what I was expecting because as I revealed to you, literally as he was like pressing play yeah. on it, I was like, I only saw the one trailer. Right. You didn't even see like half of what the movie and the, the trailers did, did give away a lot. But I saw the first trailer. Right. End of story. I didn't see anything else. I didn't read anything else. Yeah. Like, my knowledge of this movie going in was not something that a person who is sitting on the side of a YouTube screen should be admitting. No. But I am because I had a very different experience watching this movie where I didn't know what was going to happen. Which is pretty friggin' awesome, by the way. <laughs> because I definitely knew all the beats because I saw all the trailers. And unfortunately, the trailers are designed to get you to see the movie, but sure. also to give away the movie. And like, all right, you know what? But it doesn't. You know, it, 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 it didn't hurt my enjoyment of the movie, but I also did not have a fresh experience seeing the movie because I saw so many scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are your thoughts? So, okay. I think <laughs> it's really hard to put this into like a cohesive sentence. That's fair. So bear with me here. Um, this movie felt really, it was just tight. It was a tight movie. It was like beginning, middle, and end. Like just everything felt really cohesive, which is really funny for me to say because the next thing I wanted to say is this movie felt bizarre. Yes. It was a fever dream through James Gunn's version of the DC universe. Yes. And I was happy to be there. Right. And that's, like, yeah. It's like, it's it was a tight movie where things were allowed to breathe and we could have random vignettes. And it didn't take away from the overall plot or make it feel like it had to be rushed. No. That's I think that's kind of an achievement. Regardless of how you feel about the film, I feel like that's an achievement. Yeah, like it or hate it, it's James Gunn's movie. It's 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 inescapably his. Yeah. And in fact, it's more his than it would have been yes. you know, five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh like I said, it, it feels like a James Gunn movie in terms of like yeah. I didn't I didn't quite know what to expect, and I expected it to be a little raw, and it ended up being kind of like pretty raw you know Mm. i i was i was pleasantly surprised but i also find i i don't care for james gunn movies i don't know if i could name a james gunn movie super you didn't see it but it stars (laughs) rain wilson um he he has a background from tromaville ah 
that explains the gore at the beginning because the gore for me was like we're not making guards of the galaxy right that's like that, that, that opening sequence to me was like this isn't that right if you came here thinking you were going to see that that's not what this universe is i can do different things right yeah but still feel like distinctly mine absolutely yeah, yeah um and i was like okay and like it felt a little over the top but knowing that now and i'm like Oh, you like that kind of shit. And it's like, and, and, and suicide squad lends itself to that. It's actually kind of remarkable seeing it and knowing what James Gunn is capable of and what he has done in the past Mm -hmm. to see guardians and go like, Oh man, like either you exercised incredible restraint or you had restraints on you. Right. Because people are like this revolutionary. And it's like, Oh man, no, like compare that compare guardians to this. Not saying the one's better than the other, but I am saying one is, cleaner like suicide squad is dirty yeah it's, and it's, raw it's gritty and grimy yeah but like that's this team it is and it lends itself to that because of the nature of the source, yeah. source material it's it's funny like they ended up picking a director who fit the subject who'd have thought really well and that's the kind of future i'm hoping for from mm-hmm. dc like i kind of really want Robert Pattinson's Batman movie to be part of this universe because then it's like that is distinctly that movie and it's technically part of this universe now you know like but it's like that's that and this is this and we're going to see how that all works together because that's what DC is like Mm -hmm. Marvel you know people talk about Marvel's like homogenized and it's like yo Marvel was mostly created by three people you know yeah it 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 feels homogenous because they all created it because these three people created it like the whole time yeah you know or at the very least it started that way with a foundation of three dudes Mm -hmm. and with dc dc is a patchwork like batman and superman originally operated in two different freaking universes you know like people think you know like blue beetle and booster gold are characters that have been around no they came from different places too like everything that is is dc like everything works despite the fact that they mm-hmm. all like shazam and superman should never be in the same room together and they fought like the, the superman and shazam's relationship is the linchpin of one of the greatest dc comics of all time mm-hmm. and you know what i mean batman and superman are best friends and brothers and have like an intrinsic connection and a relationship despite the fact that they absolutely don't belong in the same universe together. Right. And it's like, if you can make that work, if you can, if you can pull off that hat trick, yeah, you deserve all the money and you deserve the accolades you get from that kind of achievement. And that's what this feels like. It feels like a bunch of disparate elements all coming together that are like, well, this shouldn't happen. This is wrong. And then it all works anyway. Like the suicide squad in all rights should not fight Starro. Right. Because like Starro is too big, he's too scary, he's too massive. Starro is the first villain the Justice League fight, right? And it's now the first villain that the that the re, that the the real su- they might as well call the real Suicide Squad the the real Suicide Squad fight. You know this like the Justice League will never fight Starro now, and no, but like it, they didn't it, it wouldn't work in that world or it wouldn't work for that. It's just it worked for this. It did work for this. And it was great looking. Yeah, Starro, man. By the way, I the reason I guess in my head it is all like it has to be a sequel. Right. Is a because of the like relationship. Rick, the relationship the Rick and Harley like relationship. Yes. And also as a, f- a bunch of folk pointed out online, her tattoo changed. Yes. It said property of Joker and has this property of no one. Yeah. That's like pretty she, cool. She got it like she got it changed. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's like uh Yeah. Yeah. But they don't reference it. Like their relationship is implied, but it's not ever alluded to. Like they don't talk about it. Yeah. We just take for granted the fact that they know each other and they've worked together. Yeah. End of story. Also, Jai Courtney as uh, Captain Boomerang. Yes. Which, uh, most surprising. 
Very surprising. Yeah. And that I, one, that one, I was like, really? That's a deliberate. That was, a, I think that was a very deliberate choice for James Gunn to just be like, okay. To be like, you think so? No. And that's because, so like, okay, spoilers, by the way. We're spoiling everything. This is what so, it was spoilers. Know. It's happening. But, uh, Jai Courtney, Captain Boomerang is a staple of the Suicide Squad. He's been, a, he's, he's always on the Suicide Squad. He always survives. He even has a line in this movie where he's like, I'm more cannon fodder. And it's like, yeah. And then they kill him unceremoniously, unequivocally. No question, mm-hmm. that, no question about it. It's he is effing dead. Yep. And it's James Gunn's way of being like anyone can die. Yeah. No, absolutely. It definitely puts you on the edge of your your seat at that point. It also immediately made me think like, oh, did he want out? Oh yeah. <laughs> There's no way Jai Courtney wants out because Jai Courtney's expiration date was six years ago. No, I get it, but that's just now where my brain goes. I'm right. Like, oh, did he want oh, out? Oh, he want out? Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, no, I think it was just in service of the story. It's one of those things where it's like, don't be precious. Don't think like, I can imagine that one of the only, like one of the main like producers notes was like, don't expect a sequel. Yeah. You know, like don't build, mm-hmm. you know, just do this. Mm-hmm. Cause like you're going back to Marvel after this. Like don't, don't stick around, make your mark and get the fuck out. Unless they're like, Oh no, he's, he said guardians of three is his last one. He's not going to like come back and do an Ant-Man movie. So he might do another Suicide Squad right. or he might do a Doom Patrol adaptation. You know, he might do something weird, something different. I don't know if I want that. Uh, I, I'm not asking for that. I'm just saying it's like a more, it's another thing where DC is like, oh, what's another quirky, fun team? Uh, the Challenge of the Unknown. You know? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so really quick, I'm just going to get into some super chats here. Oh, uh, sure. Sean Cowell says, Conwell says, love gun style and humor works so well with the cast and characters. Starro done well. Hope to see some of these characters in the next Injustice game. I feel like there's no way you won't. Uh, Dino Jackson, what were your thoughts on Rick and Boomerang's death? Glad thing. Good thing we told people about spoilers. I know. Those were moments that made me realize Gunn is willing to kill anyone. Yeah. yeah and, well, that, and that's really what it is. Boomerang is set up to, to show you he's going to kill anyone. And then when Rick does die, you're not like, what the fuck? You're like, oh. I, I was. That one for some reason, Boomerang was like, okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That disappointed me. That disappointed me a lot. Intensely. Yeah. And like for the reasons the movie gave, and also for the reasons of I I wanted another one. Like, I like that I like, character. I like that character too. And I feel like there's more Suicide Squad stories with him in it that would be better suited for him than yeah. to have like a bunch of randos again. But you know. I agree, but you know what? That's what they decided to do. Yeah. Uh, Justin got the mustache. Jump back in. Thank you very much, Thank man. You. I can't believe we live in a world where purple and blue star, bright purple and blue exists in live action and blood, blood sport. <laughs> said bloodshot, which I'm sure Valiant appreciates. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Bloodshot in theater. Uh, you, did you see it? Uh, but blood sport with his gun, which combines to become a bigger gun, which combine more. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Great. The constant combination there. You just kept adding these to it. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, I love the look of that gun. It's cool. It's dope. Dan V900, James Gunn getting to choose whether he wanted whatever he wanted in choosing Suicide Squad was just a slam dunk for him. He said he could have done a Superman or Warner Brothers let him pick anything but didn't want to do it. Good for him. That would have. That's restraint. That's like, that's what, that's like a Chip Zdarsky move. That's like a creator who like knows the real house. They're yeah. like, I'm not going to be good for that. Well, I'd like to succeed. Yeah. And I'd like to, <laughs> listen, I would have loved to have seen a James Gunn Superman movie, but like, maybe not. You know what? I don't mm. because. It's more that I want to see somebody who's hungry to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, like the purple and blue bright up Starro makes me want to see can, like a bright and colorful you man. You can tell the, the Lobo movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, that's the next Suicide Squad. If he does another Suicide Squad movie, it was Suicide Squad versus Lobo. 
that I'll watch. That's what they got to get. They yeah. got to get the last member of their squad before they go do something else. Oh and it's God. the main it's, man. It's the main man. Well, I was like, I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I hate <laughs> this guy. That'd be amazing. I'm okay with that. Um, but uh, yeah, let me tell you the, uh, the other thing I just get Brett and uh, get, I uh, get, um, uh, what's his name? He did iron giant. Um, Brad bird, get Brad bird to do a Superman movie. There you go. Just, but like there, there, there and then just put those disparate elements together into one movie they don't all have to show up anyway right but yeah so um more with suicide squad i uh, i the characters let's talk about the casting yeah let's uh, talk it about was that. thrilling to see uh viola davis come back to be amanda waller yes yeah, i think she's more like, waller i think she was too she's she's those like that one line that was like ooh. yeah yeah ooh. yeah oh her losing it at the end i'm like yep that's that's amanda waller yeah and it, like, it might have been a little over the top. I didn't care. I loved it. No, I liked it a lot. Um, I thought that was fantastic. She I think, was, she was yeah. great. Joel Kinnaman gets uh, gets gets justice for the character. Yes, he looks better. He 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 is given more. He has more depth, and he gets to like build off of the movie he made already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I was sad to see Jai Courtney go because I hate him, but also I think like he actually is good in as boom as boomerang. Yes, as Captain Boomerang. Um, oh, Idris Elba. He's great. He's just phenomenal in everything. He's really, he is honestly just phenomenal in everything. Um, it's, it's a damn shame Marvel wasted him. I agree, but it's also, he's great as Heimdall and he was nobody back then. Like, he so, was you Heimdall. Know. And I like, you know what though? It's like a, it's, it's such a stoic and cool. Heimdall, I wish yeah. he had more to do that's with it, but like such a cool character. Yes. Like that's fine. Yeah, he made it cool. He made it cool. To be he Heimdall. did make it cool. But that's the thing is that Idris Elba, Idris, Idris Elba makes it cool to be anybody. <laughs> he, could be, he could play me. It's okay. <laughs> make it work um no he was phenomenal and like it would be it's funny because it's easy to draw connections between him and it, deadshot yes however i i think he does a better job of being a leader yes. and a character who's likable for good reasons right and, like, and not so, just because it's will smith and yeah, you're like yay yeah, will yeah, smith yeah. and like honestly you know they let they got to drop like a little like in universe history mm-hmm. about why he's there and also the fact that like we get to see him in that one scene show his relationship with rick flag yes and I was like, that was really cool yeah like no this guy wasn't always a bad guy yeah well and they show and don't tell yes. they just they, they they imply and they give it to you and you're, yeah, and you're good great. to go um i really want to get into uh daniela melchior or melchior i would say melchior yeah melchior uh rash catcher too yeah she's great she is great and a like a lot of people are saying it, but like she's like my level of superhero. Right. Tired all the time. <laughs> she was tired all the time. It's hilarious. I felt a really strong kinship to her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big props to uh, Sylvester Stallone for voicing uh, King Shark. Was that with him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it. It wasn't Taika Waititi. No, it was not. But I really wanted it to be, but I did like his role. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, I also would have taken Ron Funches as a... Uh, as as King Shark, Just but it it would have been a very different King Shark. Yeah. This King Shark made See, me very sad. You saw me. I, like I couldn't. Like once he entered the movie, after a certain point, I was like, I can't handle this anymore. I know. It was he good. made me so sad. And I like that they didn't even do anything with it. He didn't do it. There was nothing about it that like outwardly happened that would make you sad. He just, the way in which he was animated and the circumstances he was in, I was just constantly so sad and upset for that, for King Shark right? in this movie. Yeah. No. There's that moment where he's on the bus and he's just alone. They just left him. Yeah. He's just so sad. He's so sad. And uh, that's the thing is Gun's like, it's sad. He's sad. 
deal with it. And then when like when he makes the little peacemaker oh and he turns God. around and peacemaker's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, could, oh. could everybody please stop abandoning this character? Right. <laughs> this character who I'm terrified of because he's a man-eating shark man. Right, because he'll kill you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he finds friends and those friends are at, like, yeah. yeah. I know, okay. I know. Uh, yeah, everybody's great. Um, I'm trying to think of everybody else, like, who's in the main cast. Oh, Peacemaker. Uh, Peacemaker. John Cena. <laughs> Um, John Cena is one of those things where I'm like, oh god, another freaking wrestler wants to freaking make movies. Um, Dude's trying. He is trying. He's fun. Like he has a charisma that like is kind of fun. Like I kind of wish he played John Walker in the freaking <laughs> Captain America show. No. <laughs> um, but he's great as peace. <laughs> he's he's a perfect peacemaker, first of all, and he's just delightful as being like just, just amazing. Like he's, he's this big crazy scumbag and I love him. Yeah. Um, his, his, like his, um, charisma. No, his rapport. Yes. I guess with, um, interplay Indra Elba. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. Spectacular. No, the back and forth are amazing. Uh, and I don't really care for him. Like he was in Bumblebee. And every time that John Cena is in that movie, because I love Bumblebee, uh, but every time that John Cena is in, in that movie, it's like, is this a joke? Right. Like, am I supposed to take I, this seriously? I and, get it. And I don't know if it was just like, well, we're doing him a favor and we're putting him in this movie. But like, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, the movie takes itself seriously and then John Cena shows up. And I was really worried that we're going to have that effect. Yeah. But they, like, it's one of those perfect casting things where it's like, no, 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 no. This is the character. Yeah, and like I, I gotta tell you, he's clearly very committed to being in the role, and I, I appreciate that. Like, even though, like, you know, look, he, he comes from a wrestling background, and he's like, you know, made steps to becoming like part of like the acting community. Yeah, and you have someone like Idris Elba who's like an actor, an actor <laughs> who's just like, I'm doing the scene with you, man. Yeah, and right. Like, he like, is. Yeah, he's not condescending like, or anything. Yeah, like, and like, and they just feel like they, you know, they worked well. To, like, I have no yeah. idea. No, I have but, no like, idea. I. I really appreciated that. Right. You know, like it just, it, it made everything feel cohesive and like everybody was having a nice time. Agreed. Uh, and shout out to Margot Robbie for playing this character again. She's, I gotta <laughs> tell you, like, she's great. And I feel like every time I see her as the character, it's slightly better. Yeah, she does. Yeah. But like, like, I feel like but this... not like in that moment where it's like, she's tweaking the character and it's like, yeah, just the character's in a new place. The character's in a new place. And you know, it's just, she's just getting comfortable like in that role yeah. until she's done with that role. But right. like, I, I really liked her in this. Yeah. I hope she doesn't stop because I, she's great. I liked her growth in this. It was bizarre. Yeah. Not the growth. No. Her, her parts of the story. Yes. But I was like, that's intrinsically Harley. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, totally bizarre. Uh, Sean Conwell says, damn, now I want guns, doom patrol. <laughs> right. No. Uh, shape. Yep. Sorry, I, I skipped ahead. Uh, Shady, where'd you go? Oh my gosh, we're so far behind here. I'm sorry, I didn't know. My goodness. Here we go. Shady Sam uh, says, DC Films President Walter Hamada has already said Gunn has other projects in the works with them after Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Well, there you go. Good. Hopefully it's not Superman. Uh, Girk Pectus says, I loved it, but I wanted that rat catcher, that rat squished. I hate rats. Well, I loved the rat and I'm very happy that Sebastian, it wasn't killed. Shout out to Sebastian. I was so worried that they were like, because here's the Between thing. Between King Shark and that rat, I was like, okay, I just need like, I need a website. Does the shark die? Yeah. Does the rat die? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, uh, there, was a, there was a tension there and a grit that I was like, if this movie were more mean spirited, it would be like we're delighting in cruelty. You know, and it, it, that's no, one of the things I was it worried about. It wouldn't be that. It would, because 
I think Gunn delights in gore and over-the-top violence, but I think he also delights in heroic moments for like unsuspecting characters and when like polka dot man like polka dot man kind of and sebastian when he's like leading the rat charge of <laughs> star i'm like no no you don't yeah. go <laughs> he's gonna kill you yeah no that's true that's true like so that was like i'm like knowing gun he could do that yeah uh david dast malkian or dast malkin uh, I've seen him in like a gazillion things. I've never seen him in anything. I'm sure you I've have. Seen him in <laughs> he's in a gazillion things. I just like saying that because I yeah. don't know. No, but he's never gotten a chance to play a character. Like he's playing a character. He's usually playing a caricature. Yeah. Uh, he's usually I, like, yeah. I like his character a lot. I really, I, yeah. really enjoyed the hell out of him. I like how understated he is. It's incredible. Um, obviously the, you know, unsung the, yeah. character hero of his mom. Yeah. Who had to play like quadruple duty. My constantly hat, my hat's off to you ma'am yes um miss yes you're, you're great incredible I, I will say as i pointed out and this is a me thing this isn't a movie thing mm -hmm. this is a me thing i was so sure i knew it was oh, going yeah. to happen with what they set up with polka dot man and it doesn't i was like oh <laughs> fine I was like, I figured he was going to go down, but I assumed it was going to have to do with him releasing the polka the dots, dots yeah. that he kept saying he had to do. We saw it like kind of one time and I'm like, but it kept coming up as a plot point. I'm like, well, that's coming. Yeah, that's coming. Okay. Oh, uh, but again, not really a movie thing. No more of a me hanging on to that. Thing. Right. Authentic apathy helping us out. Thank, Thank you very you much. Very much. Uh, Joey Amorim says, is Harley Quinn's badass intensity when killing people in her escape scene accurate to the comics? No quips, no giggles, just murder. If it's a new thing, I like. I think it's a great touch for her character. Uh, Harley is whatever she, you know, some, usually it's play for laughs or jokes or whatever the writer in thinks is a joke. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I just, I loved the action sequence that was like just entirely Harley's. Right. Well, I, I, I would also say that if you think about it, though like in a comic you you occasionally have sequences of just violence without talking yeah but the fact is it's like those pages you only have so many of them and right. so like a lot of times like they want to either like if they want the quip they want the laugh or they want to progress something in the plot like they need to have the that dialogue in there a movie has a little allow that to breathe and yes. not have her talking to anyone necessarily yeah um i do love that intensity i i yeah. feel like that also comes from the fact that it's like this is like a, a sea boot yes in which it's like she's already gone through some of this and so her skills have only improved right but also the madness in her mind that we see making the blood into it. flowers yes and the yeah. birds and bunnies dancing that was amazing like that. yeah yeah no i i just now when i say amazing i don't mean it's an amazing idea necessarily but i thought it was an amazing visual yeah it, it was... made the scene a lot more like bright and colorful which mm -hmm. i think is a fun like contrast to the grit and like misery of the concept yep like just yeah, uh, but I I love a visually spectacular scene, and that's one of those things. Polka Dot Man again, like it creates yes. visually stunning moments in that movie. Uh, Rachel Duncan says Ratcatcher Two, comforting blood sport. Yeah, during the rat swarm, it was very emotional. Yeah, that was spectacular. Like I love that reveal that he doesn't like rats. Yeah, at all, and how uncomfortable they make him. But yeah, it, it's such that moment is like it's like a little understated. Yeah motion that i'm sure they told her to do oh yeah no that was a direction that's but a like, direction but like just the way that she does it it's just you know yeah. they don't like hang on it it's just it's just it's, just it's a real thing yeah 
it's real. Like, that's what's so great. Mr. Roboto, Polka Dot Man. Why no excitement for him? He's great. Agreed. He is great. We just didn't get there. Dan V900. <laughs> now, James Gunn did say yesterday that the original plan was Suicide Squad versus Superman, who went either too far or was under mind control. He said he would do that as a sequel, but I don't want it. Nobody wants that. It's a terrible idea. It's a... Versus Lobo. We just told yeah, you. It's a video game already. It's going to be the next Rock City versus game. Bizarro, because I'd love to see this Harley Quinn. Yeah, deal like... with Bizarro. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> I mean, honestly, it should be versus Lobo or should be versus Bizarro. I like Bizarro because then you get to have the team trying to determine. Yeah. Like, yeah, what is this? What are we dealing with? Like, you know, wait, what, what does that mean? Like, right. Well, is it the say... Shouldn't it be bad by? Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> uh, Girk Pectus isn't the first. This is the first time I like this version of Harley. Yeah. There was something different about it. So if some folk didn't necessarily like that characterization beforehand. They might be more into it this time. I just I just really like this version as Agreed. well. I like the other ones, but I like this one a lot. The Gray Initiate. I love how Gunn said he picked Polka Dot Man because he thought he was dumb, but he turned him into something awesome and funny and tragic. Loved it. Yeah. yeah he just made he just took the, the, the care. He just took the design and made something else. Woe on to those who are seeking out the polka dot man comic. No, but I think Alamo Draft House made like a mini movie that explains the history of polka dot man, of which I think is hilarious. Uh, and it was great. And it was basically just a terrific YouTube video. Of course they did. Um, but yeah, no, and and get ready. I think I think we're gonna see a heart of ice-esque influence on polka dot man now. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Tom King just poking, just punching a hole through his hat. Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I make him miserable like and that. sad? I know he wears like this kind of hat. He does. Now in my head, he's wearing like a straw hat. He has to wear a straw he hat can, for one of those moments. He can punch through it. Uh, Carl Maxey, Bloodsport, freaking out over rats while Peacemaker laughing in his tidy whities was my favorite scene. <laughs> Great little character moments. Yes. This, which, which are, you know, a good marriage of filmmaking and acting where it's like you get to actually see them play with it and, and, and do those scenes and, you know, See yes. what arises from them. I'm, I'm, you know, you're not sure where the where the direction of writing ends and the actors begin, and like that really works really well. I I also want to point out that they manage to handle like comedic beats and quips in a way that did it wasn't too much. No, because you know sometimes they can hang too they long on really something. Do, yeah, this worked. You know, they notice things like the characters like have little banter here and there, but yep. it totally flowed for me. It did. I agree. Uh, Mr. Roboto, lesser known villains for for uh, Suicide Squad 3. I'm going to call it two. But uh, I, I mean, Conan and Kang makes sense. He's got to be in there. Uh, the misdirection of that movie was like, here's the here's the Suicide Squad. I remember when they introduced those characters and they showed you like all the character breakdowns, yeah. like, them in costumes. And I'm like, these are all going to die. These are all characters who are going to die. Like I knew they were going to die based on how comic accurate they all looked. Uh -huh. And I'm like, they, they only have stomach for like two of those. Like they're not going to do that. Like Peacemaker they'll get away with. But like, you know, they're not going to do that for everybody. And, uh, you know, it worked. It was a fun misdirect, uh, but it was also a great, like, the, it, it telegraphed everything that the filmmakers wanted to say yeah. by killing off Team A and by subverting your expectations by being like, here they are, and then they die, and then they go, there's actually another team over here. It shows Amanda Waller's savagery. It shows the filmmakers' willingness to kill characters. It shows that we're not afraid of showing those types of characters. Mm -hmm. It shows the gore and violence you can come to expect from the rest of the movie. Yep. Like, it does a lot of great ways of showing you and telling you Admittedly, what the is. while there is gore, and we do see quite a bit of it as the movie goes on, I'd say there's not as much as in that opening sequence. No, I agree. Yeah, no, no. Because we hang on it longer. Yes, we do. I think that's another way of like shocking. We you. hang on it longer because it's like King Shark fully rips a man in half. Yeah, but against like a stark white background and yes. with like almost silhouette. 
it's also spectacular. It is spectacular. It's a great looking moment. Yeah. Authentic apathy. I, in my opinion, when squad turns around at the end, the just League should have flown in overhead to fought Starro in the background. That would have been fun. <laughs> it would have been a fun way to end it, but it would like, it wouldn't have been justice to their characters. Yeah. But that would have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Neil and Bradley beginning of the movie. I love John Cena at the end of the movie. Fuck John Cena. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Kane's world says, <laughs> can we all agree that women who knocked Amanda Waller was amazing? My favorite scene, the kids. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> I love that moment. Um, I love that moment, but I also, uh, the only thing that took me out of it was like, and then they're still alive. Right. Like what? She needs them. Right. But like, she, there was a movie before this where she killed her entire team. No, that's true. But maybe she's like, I can't keep doing that. That's true. They're not going to keep giving me people because if these, I'm going to shoot like, them. The, the squad already has it over on me. I can't. Yeah. No. I can't keep finding. Too many people know about what I need. Yeah. Uh, the handsome crayon. Nom nom. 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 Nice. <laughs> Uh, I really expected that to be like kind of memeish and stupid, but it turned out the King Shark was like, they showed you just enough. Just a little bit. Uh, Joshua Link, John Cena as Nuke would be better. Eh, I mean like, yeah, that, oh yes, as opposed to him being uh, John Walker. Agreed, yes, totally. Raj Patel, there was a moment where Peepsmaker said, you forgot the rat when they were at the bar. That made me like, damn, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate hating this character. <laughs> yes. See, I didn't even realize I was going to end up hating this No, me either. Because that like, I kind of, I kind of. Well, I didn't know there was going to be a Peacemaker show. Right. So like, you this, is, him to die. this is me going into this movie, like in a way that like people don't get to go into movies anymore. Yeah, no. Like I had no Especially idea. Especially in our line of work. No idea. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, Joey Amorum, I think it's hilarious that Cena did all the press of the movie in the Peacemaker costume. I thought that was really sweet. And yeah. Like a really like nice way of showing. I think it. He's I think like it, Ryan Reynolds does it. Yeah, right. Why can't I do it? <laughs> and it's easy to put on. It's a shirt and pants. What do you want? They have a little helmet. I, they made it comfortable so I could shoot in it. Um, plus, it's it, it's it's brilliant move. It's actually kind of like genius for John mm-hmm. Cena, where it's like it's selling the show. Yeah, it's telling a story that says I liked making this movie. Yes, and it engenders the audience into his character. And makes you kind of root for him yeah. because you see the actor playing the character. Yes, I, it's just a it's a it's a masterstroke. Yes, uh, RK loved that we saw a lot of the behind the scenes support crew in the movie. Plus, I love how brutal Peacemaker turned out. They weren't afraid to show that when he has a solo series soon. Yeah, yeah, agreed. No. And I didn't know that there were uh, that they showed the crew. I guess that makes sense when they're showing like a lot of regular people. Here you go. Mm. It's really smart. Yeah. For sure. Uh, mustache. Uh, seeing him get freaky in the club surrounded by his mom, though. You got you guys got Brian. Ble- you got you got brain bleach. Yeah, it was. That was <laughs> that was hilarious. It was hilarious though. and great. Oh, my and gosh. also horrible. Uh, I really enjoyed the Bloodsport and Peacemaker wore their helmets for the majority of the film. Unlike other superhero movies. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. It didn't hurt that. Like, you know, Idris Elba is like, it's not like Idris Elba was waiting for his big break. No, he's like, like I don't care. He's like, I'll wear the thing. Exactly. And then his thing broke. And then it broke. That way he doesn't have to, like, he can wear, he doesn't have to wear it in the climax. Mm-hmm. I was worried that it was a plot reason, like that he was going to get star road. Uh, Langley says, hashtag justice for Milton. Lol, <laughs> salute to the real one. Yeah. Who is Milton? I have no idea. <laughs> but, oh yeah. No, no I know. Who's Milton? That was a fun. That was a funny moment. That was, was spectacular. And it's a, it, that was like the most Marvel moment for me. It was a very Deadpooly moment. Yes. But like, With you know what? Name? Deadpool doesn't is have a Ned? trademark on it. Yeah. Is it? Ned? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Start shooting. Him. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve. Girk Pectus says, "I like Will Smith, but I couldn't stand him inside the Suicide Squad. All his dialogue was horrible. He only did trick shot. He only did one trick shot. If you don't have Cavill, don't waste time reminding me of Superman. Don't show, don't tell. Yeah. Yeah." I mean, here's the thing. Is Cavill Superman anymore? 
Neil and Bradley, quick idea. What if Deathstroke or Asriel's on the next one? That's a great idea. Asriel would be spectacular. I want to see that shit. That would be, like, I would love to see Idris Elba react to Asriel showing yes. up in his suit. Yeah. Like, Whoa. So you're a fireman or something? What is this? Ninja Fireman. I love that. Do you need more knives? I want that so bad. I want his, I want his, I want his, uh, his, what's it called? Um, yeah, his gloves, like his, his lacrosse gloves. I want the big, I want the Joe Casada suit. Oh my God. Uh, Gurk Pactus, what do you think of guns? Non comic book films? I love them all. I don't, but like, they're not for me. Mm. Like they're just, they're just too gritty and too harsh and too miserable. They're not for me, but I don't like trauma movies. I think they're gross and stupid. Even Uh, though. Yeah. Even though, Jer- yeah, Jersey, Toxic Avenger, but like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> well, I'm golden. I love the gun can make characters that no one cared about and make them awesome. Agreed. Yeah. And then kill them immediately. Not all of them. Most of them. Some uh, of them. It was, it, you, I knew because Nathan Fillion was in it that he was going to die as, uh, as TDK. Uh, fun, mm. fun little, like, it was more just like fun that he's in it. He doesn't even get to be Nathan Fillion, though. Like, no. there's not enough room for him. Yeah, to to be in it, unfortunately. Uh, and shout out to Michael Rooker for being savant. Right. We didn't mention Javelin. No, no, he's great too. And his how beautiful he was and his beautiful <laughs> accent. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Because we don't have accents in America. That's right. I yeah, we don't have accents. That. Yeah, it's great. That Javelin, that Javelin bit got yeah. me every time because Gun knows pacing and when to remind you of it. Yeah. Because I had often forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Like he's like. Don't, don't forget, forget about that javelin. Don't forget she's got this javelin. Right. And like every time she finds it, it's, yeah. she's like, oh, yeah. Right. Like you, the audience. Yes. Uh, Michael Cable, Rick Flagg's death really affected me. I'm going to miss him in the Harley relationship. Yeah, they finally made it something I want. Yeah. And it's sad that it's over. So that was another one, though, for me, that the movie set up one thing. Actually set up two things. And it delivered on one of them, but not the other. Because mm-hmm. it sets up, obviously, that Peacemaker and Bloodsport are going to fight. Are going are to fight. They're going to butt heads. They have very similar power sets. Like, we're going to see that at some point, yeah. regardless of me not knowing like where things are but as it was being revealed that he was bad i was like okay it could be them but i was like it's gonna be harley harley's gonna kill him for what he did mm-hmm. because she was friends with rick yes because rick came to save her exactly and i was like she's gonna be like nope yeah nope but we don't get that no which i was like that's fair they set up both yeah but they really set that up yeah they did like quite a bit yeah that like she would be really hurt by that oh totally but we don't have time for that no no it's like yeah yeah uh, Lama Monk says, I knew I was going to love this film when I saw Pete Davidson get, get shot right in the face. <laughs> I, I don't care for Pete Davidson myself. Uh, you know, I don't think that was like their way of saying he sucks. He wouldn't have done the movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, goriest moment in the movie, maybe outside of the guy beginning ripped in half. That was quite gory. That's probably what I was like. Well, I'm thinking of that specific because we also yeah. hang on that after he goes. We down. really do. I'm like, oh, look, it's, it's, it's concave. Uh, Bat Sight One. I would love to have Red Hood in Suicide Squad Three and have no one know his identity. And Bloodsport wears his mask longer than MCU Spider Man. Agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not fair. I think that sucks. But uh, yes, Red Hood. That's like they they should pay off the Robin death. Yeah. To be fair, for that, I would say Bloodsport's also in a situation where he's not at home. Yes. So it's not like he. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they put him in a situation where he's stuck in his costume, except when they go to the bar. Right. Where. Everybody gets a, all the actors get a day just wear regular clothes. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, other other takeaways from Suicide Squad? Um, You know, if you told me <laughs> five years ago that I was going to see a gigantic version of Starro on screen, looking accurate, doing yep. Starro things. Yeah. 
and it would look good and it would make sense and it, it would you know end up being a, a spectacular villain yeah uh i would not believe you right at all at all mm-hmm. like obviously you, you know like you see starro when they find him and then it's a little bigger but like that reveal still hits you how mm-hmm. big he is yeah um what's his name playing the thinker oh yeah um oh doctor who yes which one is it um, who can remember peter capaldi. capaldi that's it yeah, he's great yeah um he plays he's barely in he's it. barely in it he's it's... barely in it but like he's just the right amount of bizarre yep yep well, he, he fits in this universe. He fits in the world that Gunn presents. Yeah. Where he walks around like that all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he gets his. Um, but, you know, there's literally a moment where I was like, what are they, what could they possibly do to stop him? And like, obviously, Polka Dot Man. My other thing was the rats. It turns out to be the rats. I was yep. like, the rats are going to play a role oh, yeah. here. Um, but, you know, just, just. It's just good. I don't know what else to say. No, like yeah. I just really had a fun time. I would I would literally watch it again mm-hmm. like tonight or this weekend or sure. whatever. Like I would watch it again. I had such a fun time with it. Um oh, can we talk really briefly about the integrated um like title cards? Yeah. Yeah. And how like much that like is cool and we've seen it done before in other movies but including how including Suicide Squad. Yes, but like in particular the way in which Gunn did it for this. Yes made it feel like it like more comic booky. I think this is actually a more successful comic book movie. Like leaning into like we're making a comic book movie like the way that Scott Pilgrim or Hulk did. Yeah. This is the most successful out of all of those. Okay. You know, Scott Pilgrim is its own thing. It like it's not that it like translates Scott Pilgrim into a movie. It's yeah. just it's a new interpretation of Scott Pilgrim. Like people prefer the movie to the comic. You know, mm-hmm. this is a blend of the two things. Yeah. And uh, you know, but also it, it I, I hesitate to to applaud comic book movies that are like too, you know, synonymous because I want like them to be separate. Yeah. And it is an interpretation. Like it right. is, it is straight up an interpretation. No, not like this is the definitive savant. It's just like, no, we're taking savant, which you don't know, but yeah. you should know that he exists and here's him now. Mm-hmm. And that's a fun idea. And, and I, I think it does a nice job. Mm-hmm. I honestly felt like the moment where uh starro erupts and it says suicide squad versus starro. Yeah. I thought that was a little the over the top. Yeah, that was. Um, I mean, I dug it because it was like the title. It was like the cover. Yes. Of a of a book. Yeah. Uh, or Scott Pilgrimy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really. I didn't. You know, that the font was a weird. It was a weird choice. I was like, that's a little. That's at a little dated. At that point, I didn't really. No, I didn't feel like it was that bad. Yeah. But, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, not really sure where our moderator is. I don't know, but uh, you know, they're yeah. Um, problem with the wall. But okay, yeah, they're hidden. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, I could only I, I could only put them in a timeout. Oh, work. well, they're 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 taking care of it now. Yeah, but I I that I don't know. It didn't irk me. No, like everything it else, didn't but bother me. I was, was like, everything yeah. else was so integrated. Yeah, everything else was integrated, and that really wasn't right. as much. Um, but it was the big fight. Yes, so it's fine. Also, yeah. like, what a horrible way to die. Oh my god, uh, Keenan was like beautiful and terrible. Yeah. It was just, all the wrong things. Keaton Meyer agreeing with Tiffany. Uh, King Shark broke my heart in this movie. Interesting how his design is so different from the animated movie and the Flash show. Yeah. Yeah, I love that they like, they're just like, it's a shark. There's it's lots a, of different sharks. Yes, it's definitely their own take on it. Um, yeah. It, it's 
100% king shark though, mm -hmm. no matter what. Yeah. But such like he's a menacing looking guy yeah. that they also were able to translate into sadness because yes. he has like this round shapes to him and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like it, it's just, yeah, he's got the you triangles mean, for like the danger and the sharpness and all that. But there are some like round shapes to his form that like give you that ability to play on that as well. And yes. like just handled so well. Right. I don't know. I don't know if James Gunn, not James Gunn, if what's his name was playing. Oh no. Uh, uh no. The, the King shark was played by a physical actor. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if it was what his brother. No, it was not. Okay. It was, uh, Steve, Ag Steve Aggie. Yeah. Steve Aggie does an impeccable job of translating like physical, like, like emotion. emotion. Yeah. Such a great job. Exactly. Also, please don't bring back weasel. No, he's just so uncomfortable. It's just the worst. He's so uncomfortable. Uh, Deb M rats in the eye. What a terrifying way to die. There you go. Yeah, horrific. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Stephen Coronado. Hey guys, just caught the stream late. What villains would you like to see in another Suicide Squad movie? Um, people in the chat have already suggested some fantastic ideas. I'd like to see Red Hood, uh, and I'd like to see Azrael. I said Lobo. Lobo would be great. How about Gentleman Ghost? Yes, be amazing. What a great idea. <laughs> uh, Girk Pectus says, I loved how Waller felt bad about killing people, but is still willing to do anything it takes to get the job done. I think it yeah. makes her a lot stronger and more compelling. Agreed. Yeah, like she's not just a, you know, like mustache twirling, like good guy villain kind of thing. Like there's yeah. something to it. She's like, no, I'm committed to the job. The job gets done. Exactly. It doesn't matter how we get the job done because I know that like for the greater good, it has to get done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it's my greater good. Right. She's a psycho. <laughs> uh, that was dope. Yeah. Um, kudos to the team. Kudos to uh, everyone involved everyone with this. Involved. I mean, like, literally from every character, like, we didn't even mention the fact that it's like you've got Mongal in there. Calendar uh, Man gets a little moment. Yeah, Mailing. I don't know how to say that last name. Oh, Mailing. Yeah. Yeah, it does, a, does, a, does a great job for the like, two seconds they're on camera. Yeah, but I, like, again, everyone was completely committed to these roles yes. and like, she's there in like full costume, full makeup yeah. doing her thing. Mm -hmm. Like everyone seemed to be on board to make this film. And right. it's just such a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't, you don't feel like anybody was coerced or that it, mm -hmm. it was, it was ticking a box or setting up a franchise. Yeah. It, this is how franchises are born. Like it is by making a compelling movie that people want to see again or more of mm -hmm. that's the method. You know, the method is like give people the movies that they want to make and let them tell their story with some restraint. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there was a budget restraint, oh, sure. but like the budget was significantly higher than it ever would have been. Right, right. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to say that also, like, I really enjoyed um, the the soundtrack. Thought yeah, that was good. The yeah. score, the soundtrack. Deliberate. Itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the thing is that like it like Guardians of the Galaxy, it is you know, synonymous with the movie, but I feel like it takes a backseat to everything else in the movie. I think the soundtrack was just, it's deliberate, but like Guardians is about music and this uses and music. It has a tie to that specifically. And the first Suicide Squad tried to replicate that. Yeah, but like but Ayer like, didn't. It you was need, that the studio did that. Yeah, the studio did that. And like the unfortunate thing is like Peter Quill has an attachment to that and that's why it works. Yeah. It works for a reason. Right. Right. This music is here because it's just fun music to have, but it's not the entire reason yeah. that you're watching this. Although, you know, there was a song in there that I knew that was old. I was like, that's oh, right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, likely. I, I think it's just, it was just a, what a filmmaker knows how to do. Yeah. You know, 
Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, big recommend for for the Suicide Squad. I think definitely check it out if you mm-hmm. uh, are on the fence, uh, and if you haven't, all, and if you have seen it, watch it again. I'm sure yeah, you'll, you'll catch I, something again, you've missed. I would very much like to do that. I you saw me like I really I was engaged with that. You film. were you were I invested. was very engaged with that. I you know to the point where I was like with the Harley sequences, like what is happening? I'm not upset. But what the hell? But what the hell is happening? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, there's, I'm sure we left out a lot more, but listen, sure. l- let us know your favorite moment in the comments down below, and mm-hmm. we'll talk to you more about uh, comic books, movies, comic book movies in general here on this show off the rack and on this channel, Comic Pop Returns. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and watching. And of course, big thanks to our subscribers and our super chatters who supported and sponsored this episode. Mm-hmm. If you want more, make sure to subscribe over the, at youtube.com slash comic pop and here at Comic Pop Returns. Click the bell for notifications. Give us a like if you like this episode, and we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye.